everybody from whenever, wherever you may be listening, watching. This is The Yard Sign, uh, Florida's uh, most exciting political podcast. Uh, again, no shortage of uh, just incredible individuals we've been talking to lately as we've kind of uh, started to just change the show up a little bit, doing a little more on one kind of uh, really foundational level uh, type shows. Uh, for those of you who've been listening to Grassroots Chronicles, the numbers are amazing. Thank you so much. We're now uh, within the top 200 podcasts uh, in politics in the country. So thank you so much for uh, checking that podcast out. And again, you can find us anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, be it Facebook, YouTube, or any of the audio platforms, Amazon, uh, Apple, Samsung, Spotify, you're going to be able to find the yard sign. Uh, I'm incredibly excited because uh, this man uh, I don't think is any other than maybe running for president. I don't think there's a hotter seat in politics right now than my guest. And that is Evan Power, uh, the newly elected chairman of the Florida Republican Party, uh, taking over for Christian Ziegler, who left uh, because of uh, the controversies that he's currently dealing with. Uh, and really, you know, uh, again, I think it's so important, uh, Evan, to have you on because Obviously, but you know we're kicking off an election year. Today is the Iowa caucus, uh, and we'll get into a little bit of your thoughts on that in just a minute. But uh, explain to me because this is a hundred mile an hour train you are jumping on, um, and uh, how has that transition been for you so far? Well, it's been quick and fast. Um, obviously, I was the vice chairman, so I had some idea what was going on. But we were hitting the ground running. We've started fundraising again. Um, just getting building the infrastructure that we're going to need to be successful to win in 2024. And, you know, uh, I, I was not surprised because I had seen it previously as you continue to move up the ranks within the party. You had just an incredible outpouring of support from elected officials, uh, grassroots leaders, uh, people that, again, really make this party what it is in Florida, come out and support your election. Um, what did you explain to them in terms of your vision for how you were going to be able to take that baton and keep running and help this party be successful in 2024? Well, it's unifying the party with the elected officials and us all working together. If When we're all working together, we can raise more money, we can build better infrastructures, and we can win big elections like we did in 2022. So it was a continuation of that. And there's a trust factor after everything we've gone through the last couple of months. Trust is important to those elected officials. So I sold the idea that they know who I am and they can continue working with me. Speaking of elected officials, uh, we saw a lot of them travel Friday, Saturday up to Iowa in the middle of a blizzard. Uh, to go out and campaign for uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, of course, there is some split there because we do have uh, quite a significant number of individuals also supporting President Donald Trump. Um, uh, you know, I mean, tell me the excitement that it is that we have two amazing candidates from the state of Florida uh, playing such a pivotal role in this presidential election. No, I think it's important that the focus is on Florida because when we tell the Florida story, there's a, there's a reason thousands of people are moving here every day because what we've done here is really made Florida the conservative beacon uh, of the country and people want to be here and be a part of it. So having two presidential candidates really just highlights what we've done here in Florida and the successes that we've had here. 
Uh, now, again, I'm sure you're spending a lot of time in Tallahassee now uh, in your role, in your new role. Um, what's the temperature like? Uh, because, again, there there's some division. Um, obviously, it doesn't seem to have really messed too much with the chemistry and the legislature. What, what, what do you feel is kind of the temperature there uh, for those that are, you know, Team Trump versus Team DeSantis? You know, I think everybody's, ha um, you know, happy to work for the candidate of their choice. But I think we're all looking forward to coming together at the end of the process and all working to, to defeat Joe Biden. Because what we have to re really remember is the disaster that we're seeing as a country right now is because of Joe Biden. And that's the most important part of 2024 is, is retiring Joe Biden once and for all. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, you know, you and I have kind of come up uh, in the party together. Uh, I've certainly, you know, you've, uh, as of late, been moved uh, into the upper ranks. And based on your political history, what do you feel uh, is, is going to be your focus as chairman uh, to help us win uh, the elections this year? You know, I've been a grassroots guy my entire career. Um, I Luckily, because I'm from Tallahassee and in that infrastructure that I'm able to work with the elected officials, but my focus is going to be giving the, our grassroots leaders the resources they need to be successful in their counties, and that will pay dividends statewide. Uh, and, of course, I mean, the state is incredibly diverse, um, and uh, I know that, uh, you know, even I think as you were coming on as chairman, we picked up another red county, uh, the the just momentum that we've had, I'd say, over the last uh, six, maybe even ten years uh, in terms of voter registration has been incredible to watch. Um, where is your focus right now in that regard in terms of voter registration? Well, you know, in, a, in an election year, it's a little less of an importance as voter registration. It's more turnout. But we're continuing to work on registering voters where we can find them and continuing to win them over. And I think what, what we're going to see in the legislative session is just going to drive more people to be Republican. Because what we're seeing is if we deliver on the promises we made on the campaign trail, people are happy with what they're getting. Uh, we, are, of course, are seeing some new faces, you know, as there are other elections happening uh, across the state. And so where else are you kind of focused right now? You know, speaking to Republicans across the state, even across the country, who are some candidates right now that are out there that don't get, you know, primetime coverage uh, that you would like to shine some uh, spotlight on? Well, I think when you look at the Florida legislature right now, you have great leaders there from Blaze Golia and Nick DeSigli in the Senate. Um, Paul Renner is the House Speaker. Uh, Kathleen Pasadomo, Senate President, who are strong conservative leadership. And what you see is last session, we delivered the most conservative legislative session in Florida history. And that's only one over more people to the Republican cause because they're seeing the freedom that we're giving um, them here in Florida. And it's been successful. What are the main messages you see uh, taking from, you know, Governor DeSantis's accomplishments, President Trump's accomplishments uh, that are really selling voters on continuing to vote Republican in Florida? Well, you look, you just compare what happened during the Trump administration to where we are right now. We are we are less safe, we are less prosperous, and we're less hopeful as a country. And that's not a recipe for success. So people yearn for that kind of leadership where they know that they're going to be safer, more prosperous, and they have a hope for the future. And so I think that's what, what was resonating with voters along with pocketbook issues where everything is so much more expensive now than it was just a couple of years ago. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and again, I think oftentimes... Uh, again, outsiders don't tend to understand that really the role of the Republican Party isn't 
to deal so much with what happens legislatively as it is uh, more so to help Republicans get elected. And, and so for those people who maybe have been on the sidelines um, and want to get involved, you know, let's, let's kind of talk through some of those early steps. How, how, what's the best way for people that maybe have not gotten involved in the process before to get involved with the Republican Party? Well, it starts in becoming a precinct person, going to your Republican Party meeting. If you go to florida.gop, you can link up with your county party and get involved and start walking doors, making phone calls. You know, I started as a regular precinct committee person. I'm now the chairman of the party. So there's, there's, you know, the, that starting at that baseline operation is what, what matters. And when you knock doors, you get to know voters and it should inspire you. When I, I was out walking in House District 35 this weekend and it's always refreshing to get back to doors because you interact with voters and hear what they want for the future. Now, uh, let's kind of talk a little bit about, you know, the, the personal dynamics that you bring now as chairman. Um, you know, uh, again, you mentioned Chairman Ngoglia, uh, who's, uh, you know, now a state senator for Hernando County. Uh, we, of course, had uh, Chairman Joe Gruders, who, you know, is, is state senator for the Sarasota area. Uh, both, you know, great, very different, but great uh, chairman nonetheless. Um, and I think people don't understand that, that that from chairman to chairman, you know, relationships change based on, you know, again, your relationship with some of the elected officials that are out there because uh, they are also a big part of what's going to help make the party successful statewide in terms of fundraising, uh, in terms of getting out the vote. Um, you know, uh, what's your relationship like with, you know, Governor Scott or now Senator Scott, you know, Senator Rubio and, and you know, what, what is kind of, you know, I know that, uh, you got endorsements, uh, you know, from again, you know, a large number of them, uh, going into your election. And so how are they contributing now to help you succeed? Well, they're going to help us financially. I've already been ta talking to them about running some of their operations through the party and, and being able to help the party in that manner. I think when we work with our elected officials, it's better for us because we're able to help them. And then they get a good feeling for the grassroots, too, on what they're feeling about issues that they're, they're facing. So we're going to work together as a partnership. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a grassroots guy, but I know all these elected officials. And we're going to be able to work hand in hand to deliver big victories this year. That's awesome. Uh, I know that uh, a big uh, kind of uh, scary uh, part of, you know, these elections in 2024 that a lot of your activists are concerned about is election integrity. Could you walk us through a little bit of what the party is doing to prepare to ensure uh, election integrity here in Florida? We, we've had a great track record, you know, in recent elections. How do we continue that? We continue that with we, the RNC now is able to engage in election integrity. For um, last cycle was the first time they were able to do that directly. Um, they're now engaged in like 68 lawsuits across the country. But here in Florida, you know, we've been the gold standard kind of for elections um, recently. But we're going to continue to work uh, work the election integrity. We just hired a deputy election integrity director uh, just this week. Um, we're going to work on poll watchers. Um, poll workers, all of that so that we deliver um, and make sure that people can trust when they go in and vote that they're going to, their vote's going to be counted fairly. Um, the hot button issue right now, especially with what's happening internationally, is of course the crisis at the border. 
Um, people don't tend to think of us as a border state. We've obviously seen Governor DeSantis be very proactive on that front. Um, tell us, you know, how the party is embracing uh, not only Governor DeSantis's position on you know, on immigration, uh, illegal immigration being a problem, not only for the state but for the country, uh, and and how you see that affecting the upcoming elections. Well, you know, forty percent of the people that cross the border want to come to Florida, and people don't realize that it's a real it's a real issue. Um, what the legislature did last year is is put some requirements to make sure that people who are working in this state are legal, and I think that pays dividends because in places like Illinois, you're seeing and New York City, you're seeing them beg for mercy because they can't support all the immigrants that are there that are there illegally. So I think what we've done is led on that issue by making a tougher environment to be here and work when you're an illegal alien and. And that that helps us not have those financial issues long term. But I think our voters want people to come here legally if they can, um, but right. do not want people here who are undocumented, who who are burdens on the tax system. Yeah, no, and I think you're absolutely right. My, you know, my family, I'm a first-generation American. My family came here legally in the 70s. And I think even for those that are uh, either immigrants themselves or first generation, I think all they're asking is, hey, we got in line and we came through the proper channels. All we're asking is that you do the same. Um, and and you're right. I think Florida has certainly led the way on that issue. Um, I did mean to ask you, in terms of election integrity, for those that are concerned about it, want to be proactive and do something about it, how can they get involved in that part of the process? That goes back to the, the local parties. Every local party is going to be recruiting poll watchers. And then you can also call your supervisor of election if you want to be a poll worker so you can work and help people put their ballots through and, and, and watch the system from the inside. Yeah, because I don't think a lot of people understand. I mean, there, you know, there aren't like a lot of hired hands there to kind of make sure that things are running the way they should. The people that are hired there are hired by the supervisor of elections, but there's nobody there really kind of, uh, the, the, the checks and balance of the entire system really is the folks who, at the grassroots level. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about uh, the number of full-time election workers we have is not high. Most of those are temporary workers, and anybody who's a U.S. citizen can go in and apply to be a poll worker. And so we think that both of them are important. Poll watchers watching to make sure everything's done right, but having our people be poll workers also so that they're on the inside working to make sure that the election runs smoothly. Uh, and attorneys, I know that there's a role for attorneys to get involved in case there are some issues uh, or maybe things that need to be clarified uh, in the process. Uh, are they to go through the same process through their local Republican Party? Yeah, they go through and become poll watchers. And then when they find out their lawyers, they they tag them a little differently and engage them in a different way and go through a little bit more training so that they can see some of the legal issues as they play out. Awesome. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to put you uh, more on the hot seat than you already are uh, in terms of the primaries that are kicking off tonight in Iowa. Um, but do you want to kind of give us maybe an idea of where you think the, the, the pieces are going to lie? I mean, obviously, we're now down to three, pro three candidates, uh, two of them being from Florida. I mean, where, where do you think, uh, how do you think Iowa shakes out? Maybe I'm just a Florida man, but I think there's going to be a Florida man one and two. Um, you know, obviously, I think that's what's best for us. Um, but, you know, I think Donald Trump has built a lead from what we see in the polling. Let's see if that 
comes to fruition because, you know, polls are not always accurate, as we all know. Um, it, it seems that, that Governor DeSantis has a lot of enthusiastic supporters. If you look at some of that polling, he's the first or second choice of a large group of people. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And, and when you add a blizzard in the middle of it, um, it, it matters who's enthusiastic and go into the polls. So, you know, no one had blizzard um, when they were polling. So, yeah, I think uh, either way, though, I think it's going to be a big win for Florida tonight, right? No, I think a win, a Florida man winning is good for Florida. And I, and I think at the end of the day, I think those are the two front runners for the president's for our nomination. And what's going to be exciting is we're going to have a Florida nominee for the first time um, this election cycle. Awesome. Well, Evan, thank you so much for making time for us. Uh, you know, you're obviously on the road and working hard to ensure that uh, we're successful in these upcoming elections. I appreciate you taking out some time with us and hopefully we can check back in with you uh, maybe in a few months and see how it's going. That sounds great. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Evan. You have a great night. You too.